Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. I'm Michael Gardner, and hello, it is 4.20. I think we can get through this entire show without referencing a weed joke. Uh, I don't know, man. Light colors. If you're referring to my shirt, then you are so correct. But so how's your week been so far? It's been pretty lovely. Uh, it's been alright. It's uh, going low-key. Uh, getting ready for Friday. We have a great show for you on hand. Once again, this is America's premier sports music show on blogtalkradio.com. This is Fnatic Radio. Michael Gardner joins me as always. Ben Florence. Check his blog out on bflow360.com. And connect with us on Fnatic Radio via Twitter and Facebook. Also, guests can call in 646-595-3137. have a great show for you coming up on hand. Uh, another Friday, we have NBA playoff talk, NHL playoff talk, a Dwight Howard injury, and Pat Summit stepping down. But we'll begin today with the NHL. And Flo, you have been following this more than I have. Your initial impressions of it's still a first round. No team has clinched or no team has no. gotten to the second round. Not yet. No, fortunately, no sweeps, which is always good for hockey. Uh, Pitts, uh, excuse me, uh, Philadelphia can win the series tonight in uh, game uh Game five, but after uh, the Penguins were able to stave off elimination with a dominant ten three victory. That's right against uh, <clears throat> excuse me against uh, Philadelphia on uh, on Wednesday night. So I really think that the the, the, the Flyers are going to close it out tonight. I really feel that that one game was kind of a, a mirage, and they'll Philadelphia will get their act together because they've been the much better team throughout the series since the fact that they're up three to one. Looking at other impressive series, though, a majority of these, the high, the I guess the lower seed has the upper hand. <laughs> One of them I'm looking at particularly though is the Kings Vancouver, and our NHL expert Zach Drescher, who was in the studio a few weeks ago, said this was one of the big upset alerts. Can they close up the deal upsetting number one seed? I absolutely think they can because uh, the thing that kept them equalized is that their goaltending from Jonathan Quick has just been awesome. Absolutely. His name's Quick. Yeah. That is legit. Uh, absolutely fantastic. He's been tremendous throughout the series, and Vancouver has really had nothing to show for it. And when he, it's kind of like in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the uh, they always talk about the three point shots, great equalizer, hot goalie, the great equalizer, and it also the Stanley Cup in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We also see eight seeds over ones much more often than any other series. But I really think that the Kings are going to take out 
uh, Vancouver. So I just can't see. It's just, you know, a 3-1 lead is very hard to come out of. Oh, another surprising series is the one we had Dark Horse was the San Jose Sharks-St. Louis Blues. Blues actually have a 3-1 advantage. Yeah. And they could eliminate a San Jose team that we thought could actually make a run to the Stanley Cup. Is San Jose, uh, St. Louis is that good of a team? Yeah, absolutely. The key with St. Louis is that they they don't score a lot. They play awesome defense, and their goaltending is is just tremendous. And what they do is that they actually play two goaltenders. They uh, kind of have uh, they split time during the regular season. Both were awesome, and that's why they were the best team. Uh, they allowed the fewest goals per game in the uh, in the league this season. So I really think that they're also up three one. Uh, I think. Uh, San Jose will get this game to a game six, but I don't see it going much further. Any other teams that we haven't discussed in this first round surprise you in any way? Uh, I've been actually very surprised, and uh, well, I'll just be frank, I'm a Devils fan, but I've been surprised at how competitive the Florida Panthers are. They, they're, they're playing a lot better than I thought they were this season, and even though the Devils uh, had a big win last night, dominant 4-0 victory. But this Florida team can play, and I've been very impressed. So I think that uh, – I don't know how, if they can make a run. If they do get past New Jersey, but I think they're definitely a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, it's one thing I, I noticed. Um, your boy Marty Bruder got the shutout. Yeah. And so that passes uh, Patrick Waugh, the yeah. most playoff shutouts of all time. Yep. Do you see him better than Waugh? Uh, I, I, I'm probably a little biased, but I'd say ultimately I, I'd probably lean toward – him being better than Wah. Who was his uh, hero growing up? That's true. I think longevity-wise, Marty Broder definitely has that leg. Uh, the same same number of Stanley Cups, right? Uh, or is, yeah, I think Patrick Wah is three. One with the Canadians and two with the... Avalanche. Let me uh, take a look. Interesting story about that. The last time the Panthers were in the playoffs, they... Made it to the Stanley Cup in 96? Uh, no, they made oh, the last playoff, uh, uh, I think it was 2000 or 1999. And, but, yeah, when they have gotten in the playoffs, which isn't that much, they are still a relatively young team. That they, they have shown a little peskiness to get to the uh, fight through. So, yeah, so they're to keep, keep it uh, tough with the Devils, who uh, most people figure would win the series and relatively easily. All right, just like that, we have our first caller on hand. Hello, you are tuned into Fanatic Radio. What's up, Michael Gardner? It's Colin Reynolds. How are you? Waiting for that call. Michael Gardner? What's on your mind? What do you want to talk to us about? Let's, uh, let's talk some NHL. So, uh, um, you know, we, we've been talking uh, – <laughs> the Flyers, Flyers, Penguins. Yeah. Well, can your Pittsburgh Penguins actually survive elimination? Um, chances of survival of elimination. Let's uh, <laughs> let's not talk chances. I'm just gonna say, uh, teams. Um, they um, they're good teams. Well, for our, for our caller, we have to hang up you on a, a minute. Uh, we have technical difficulties here, but we will hook you back up as soon as possible. Excellent. All right. Trying to figure stuff out here on Block Talk Radio. Phone number once again, 646-595-3137. Uh, more NHL talk on the way. A couple, of, several, As you mentioned earlier, several teams can clinch. The Flyers, a 3-1 series. Uh, Nashville is a 3-1 series. Phoenix, actually, a 3-1 series. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky still on the 
Coyotes? No, it is not. And that's probably why they've been a lot better. They brought in uh, Dave Tibbet a few years ago, and they've been a strong playoff contender. And what's awesome with this series, every game has gone to overtime. Is it really? Yes, it has. So this has been, in your opinion, the best series then? I guess excitement-wise? i say absolutely. Uh, I think, well, Pittsburgh and uh, uh, Philadelphia definitely had the fireworks. But the Chicago-Phoenix series has just been just so exciting to watch because teams are getting goals late. But what really has been the key for Phoenix is that their goaltending was Mike Smith, who's just been tremendous for uh, Phoenix. Kind of a journeyman, had a tremendous year this year. And Chicago's goaltending, Corey Crawford, has been a little inconsistent. So that's why uh, I really think that Phoenix, even though that Chicago is another favorite, six over to three. But I really think that, uh, well, Phoenix is, uh, barring a surprise, I think we'll take the series in. I think they can, you know, su- surprise. All right, and we got our caller back on the air. What's up? You are tuned into Fanatic Radio. I'm doing all right, Colin. How are you? It's our resident uh, Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Hey. <laughs> you, uh, you could say that. I'm, uh, I, I'm going to identify as a, as a hockey fan before you call me a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, though. So, uh, <laughs> okay. We'll, uh, we'll try and keep earlier, earlier, earlier when you called into the studio, could you hear us, but we couldn't hear you? Yes. That is awkward. We're definitely going to have to fix that. But nevertheless, you are on. you are on the air. And your thoughts on the first round of playoff games? I, I mean, so far it's been an exciting playoffs. Um, obviously, the uh, the Flyers Pens matchup has not been uh, in the favor that I want it to be. That being said, I am excited to see how the uh, rest of that series plays out. Um, I think I think I think a big part of the game is um, is actually is the Penguins making sure that uh, the game doesn't get out of hand very quickly. Um, you know, we. They struggled the first couple games, um, but if you uh, if you go back and you watch the uh, the highlights of those games, uh, a lot of those highlights are going to be fights and uh, major penalties, and that is not the uh, the game that the, the Pens have played this year. Uh, that being said, the Flyers are a good team; they do deserve the credit um, there. They, uh, I mean, they've clearly given the Pens a run for their money, um, and I think it should be an interesting couple games. I don't think the Flyers will take it tonight. Uh, going back to Pittsburgh, um, coming off that huge win in, in Philadelphia, I think that'll be a game changer. Um, that being said, we'll see how tonight plays out. But I think one of the exciting series that uh, not so many people are talking about, uh, Blackhawks Coyotes. Um, That's right. We just yeah we just all, mentioned that for your call. Yeah yeah, all of those games going to overtime. That is that is a that is a big series right there. Uh, they've all been close games. They've all been exciting games. Um, and, you know, Caps Bruins has also been a good series. Um, excited to see how the rest of that plays out. Uh, also, I've been a couple of close games, a couple of overtime games in that series as well. So, uh, you know, it should be an exciting rest of the postseason. So, for tonight's game, 730, does the 10-3 win on Wednesday sort of help or hurt the morale? Because it could help it, it being that this is the momentum that they need to try to make it a series again. It could also hurt them because it actually gives the Flyers more motivation to come out and do well. I, I agree. I see what you're saying that. Uh, that being said, I think that it, it's, a, it's a huge turnout booster for the Pen. Um, they, one of the things they struggled with earlier uh, was just getting, getting uh, past Rizgalov, and I think 
it, it was a good it was a good thing for the Pens to be able to put up five goals on him, and then it was a good thing for the Pens to put up five goals on the backup goalie too. So, you know, I think like like I said, it's a it's a big morale booster for the Penguins just to be able to get a couple goals on the board. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a huge motivation for the Flyers. I don't think they'll come out. They'll uh, they'll correct the mistakes they need to. Um, you know, it should be a good game. It should be a closer game. Hopefully. Hopefully that's what I'm hoping for. It's just a closer, closer game, more uh, more physical, not not in a dirty fighting way. Just like good hits, good clean hits, uh, fast pace hockey, uh, like these two teams can play. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't, we haven't seen uh, much of that hockey yet this season, this series though. So, all right, Colin Reynolds, once again, one of our NHL insiders. Always a pleasure to have you on the hotline. Thank you so much, Michael. All right. <coughs> so once again, 7:30 tonight, uh, NBC Sports Network Flyers Penguins and Red Wings Predators. Both Flyers and Predators can clinch a second round berth with that win. We're shifting gears now. Uh, next sport definitely on my mind is baseball. Uh, I couldn't think of a better segue to get through that. But did you see last night Curtis Granderson? How he had three home runs in his first three at bats. I I. Was not able to watch the game, but I did. Def- I saw the highlights, and it was just fantastic. I mean, when uh, sometimes you just have that night where you just, you know, you, you feel the ball, you feel the bat, you just, you know, it's hard to explain because I was a terrible baseball player. But when, when there's sometimes when you just get hot, you get that that pitch you're looking for. Randy Jackson famously said that. Uh, Legendary series in uh, 1977 where he had three home runs in uh, a game. He famous at all. The ba- the balls look like beach balls coming at him, ripping him. So I'm sure that happened for uh, uh, Mr. Granderson last night. He's one of the guys that definitely could compete. Well, I I thought it was one of the uh, easy contenders for what was it the AL MVP? I mean, obviously Justin Verlander was was more worthy of that. But that's impressive. What's more impressive though? Then the three home runs in a row is the Nationals. Actually, rumor is they have the best record in baseball. Uh, yes, yes. Is that a joke? No, I mean, you know, a lot of people, including myself, had high hopes for the uh, the Nationals coming to the season, made a bunch of great moves in the offseason. No, we did. You mentioned that and in our it's, baseball it's preview. Really, they're really looking uh, tremendous early on. I mean, of course, it is still early in the season. Uh, but, hey, you know, the Nationals have just been, you know, they've been playing great baseball. They're getting the pitching they get, you know. This, you can start to feel the city starting to get excited over the club. You know, it just feels great. It's a great time. All right, over and over under, how long will they keep their above 500 record? Will they make it over or under the All-Star break? I think they will have, uh, at the end of the year, I think they'll be over 500. So really? Yeah. Over 500 at the end of the year. I I I don't think I'm not thinking playoffs, but I do think at the end come uh, come September they will be uh, the above 500 club. All right. And also, uh, final thing for baseball, the Fenway Park celebrated its 100th anniversary today. Yeah. Very cool. I was watching some of that on ESPN.com and saw the the footage and coverage they had of that. Can you believe that something 100 years old? It uh, one thing I love about that is. It truly shows the longevity of something that we call the national pastime, of how baseball started, even you know in the early 1900s, and there's actually you know physical proof 
that something you know exists for that long. I mean, it's, it was definitely definitely a staggering thing to watch how this the green monster and everything has it's still been intact with very little res- like renovations and all that. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's just you know it's just like Wrigley uh, Wrigley Field you know uh, just these legendary ballparks and they just stay around and uh, they have that certain charm, the certain aura around them that just make it uh, you know just awesome. <laughs> I guess. Cause I'm, I'm trying to look up the things that are 100 years old, trying to find anything. Um, so, guys, so I guess what, what's the year that Fenway was made? 1912. 1912. We'll go back. It opened in 1912. Let's look at the years of baseball. Or let's look at the years of what happened in 1912. <laughs> that, that's definitely that's the one of the coolest things I've I've seen. Yeah. Uh, the Republic of China is proclaimed. Mm. Something uh apples. <laughs> interesting about that. Uh they scroll down. I guess World War One was still going on. Back in nineteen twelve? Yeah. Uh we were not uh it, it was uh just started we had not uh, gotten involved just yet. But it was still uh the fires of the the war were still. That just shows how old it is. Uh Titanic sunk, which yeah. is uh Goes along perfectly with it being in theaters in 3D. Have you gotten a chance to see that yet? Uh, I have not. I have not I, either. I don't. I don't plan on it. <laughs> I've not seen a movie in so long. The Ottoman Empire was still existing back in 1912. Yeah, how about that? Uh, trying to find any famous births names I don't recognize. Anyway, 100 years old. Fenway Park, congratulations. It was cool seeing. I like how seeing the uh, the Red Sox throwback uniforms. You always gotta love that. Uh, one more thing we'll go to before we take a quick music break is basketball. Uh, not NBA, but college basketball. You thought that this show was done talking about that after the Final Four ended. Oh, contraire. Uh, big signings and I guess retirements happened in the in the in the, effort in the last week. Uh, SMU signed Larry Brown, seventy-one year old Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Is gonna go coach the ponies in the Big East. Uh, do you think he is just what that team needs? Uh, I think it's. I mean, they were definitely looking for a big name. They swung and missed on Rick Majerus. They swung and missed on a couple other guys. But I can't see this working out. He's not coached in college basketball in, in over 20 years. When he did, he got he took did win a championship, but he also had got that program on probation where they became the only program on uh, not allowed to defend a title. He's oh, the thing is that KU. Yeah, he um, he has a problem staying with teams long term, and sh- short term hires don't work in college basketball. That's true because we saw it with Isaiah Thomas, who was just fired a couple yeah, of weeks ago. But he wasn't he wasn't paying attention. He was just still had his eye on the Knicks. And, and Larry Brown, I mean, he is still seventy one years old, and he it does look like he's going to put together a staff. But like you said, he hasn't recruited. He, I, I just don't see this working out. I really, really don't like this hire. I think they just wanted his name. True. Well, um, SMU athletic director Steve Orsini said, "quote He has made every team he has coach ever coached a winner." Close quote. So big, big. Um, and it's true. It's tr- it's absolutely yeah. true. But there's a big difference between coaching in the NBA and coaching in college. Especially that is now. true. Especially how long he's looked for, uh, as you mentioned, how long it's been since he has coached in the NBA. Yeah. Or in, in, in the um, yeah. NBA, yeah, because he got fired, what, 2010? Or he left yeah, from the Bobcats? Years. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm excited for it, though, because especially being from Dallas, SMU is uh, located just about five minutes away from my house. And watching the Ponies play. Gerald J. Ford Stadium. Yeah, uh, Moody Coliseum is right next door to it. It's I actually went to basketball camp there. Back when a guy named Mike, hey. back when a guy named Mike Dement was a uh, head coach, nah. and there's a guy that played at the Orlando Magic. His name was Gerald Sasser. Is when he, when he was playing when I was growing up, they led SMU to the NIT, which I think is the last time they made a legit postseason tournament. Because obviously they made the the CIT, which I now realize any team can make it. As American made it this year, but. I think it's a good hire. No offense to Matt Doherty, but uh, he did bring in some solid recruits. Ish, <laughs> but not what you'd call a game changer and a savior, uh, especially being in a conference where Memphis had dom- has dominated. I guess is still they're going to the Big East too, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're going to the Big East. So the CUSA is is pretty much going to cease to exist. But I'm excited to see Larry Brown, especially one. It'll bring fans because I literally think. AU has more attendance-wise, like with the alums and everyone that shows up, than SMU. <laughs> Which is sad, because SMU is a bigger school, has more money, probably has a nicer gym than we do, like a, like a more old, traditional-style gym. And the fact of the matter is that it's in Dallas, it's also in a big city, much like AU's in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And now it's going to the Big East, because talking to people about this, it is one because it's going to the Big East, so he'll be able to get players. You know, just his name alone, people could be like, "Oh, I want to play with Larry Brown. I want to play in a big city in Dallas. I want to play against a good competition." It'll take some time though, because the players he has now, not really what you call blue chips. But anyway, I'm very excited for it. It's it's definitely something to get SMU excited about. Maybe they'll actually go one better and play in the collegebasketballinsider.com tournament. Because <laughs> AU made that this year, didn't they? Uh, or CIT. Yeah, the CIT. We made the uh, CIT and lost in the first round. We did. Did you hear that um, Dan Steinberg of uh, Sports Blog, Washington Post, completely bashed us, uh, the school-wise, with attendance? Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I have to take a look at that. Now. He had he had pictures on his blog about how there was no one showed up at a postseason game. It's it's definitely something to look into. I gotta look that up now. I did not know that. But um, for ba- uh, so staying with college basketball, Pat Summit retired this week. Uh, the winningest yeah, coach yeah, in college basketball. Oh my god, this is so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. You yeah. seen the you seen the sports blog? Yeah. Yeah, I just there's a picture and it's like there's nobody, absolutely nobody here. The announced attendance was 256, which is awful. But you do have to counter in the fact that it was spring break. That is true. So, That's a yikes. Though. And it's the CIT, which yeah. Well, first off, we're, we don't have much of a sports, you know, fan base at the school, anyways. And it's the CIT, which I guarantee you, like, only a few people actually know what it is. Right. And it, we're playing Buffalo, so. I was going to say, actually, I feel like the true sports fans would know what the CIT, or true college basketball fans would know what the CIT was. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we we definitely have a, what is it, recommendation now. I mean, in, in all the wrong ways. But actually, I saw uh, recruits walking on campus the other day. And we, I don't have the official names yet, but speaking of recruits, we have someone that actually has the answers. He runs a recruiting website called recruitingspotlight.wordpress.com. 
Josh Pullen, welcome to Fanatic Radio. You are on the hotline. Thanks, Michael. Glad to be here. So, you've been pretty busy the past few weeks, haven't you? Yeah, I've been real busy. Uh, catching up with all the AU recruits. So, yeah, who is some? Do you have any of the inside scoop on who AU landed? Um, oh, well, yeah. Uh, who we landed? Well, we got big, uh, big man named Zach Alcanel, who uh, committed a while ago. But one guy who I kind of want to talk to, uh, talk about, you know, with the Wayne Simon transfer, you know, we're kind of scrambling last minute to try to find a point guard for the future. And the guy in uh, the class of 2012, uh, we originally offered a point guard named uh, Max Gerci from California. And he's actually visiting AU uh, May 1st, that's uh, a couple of weeks. And he's the top three of AU, Jacksonville State, and Rice. And right now it's looking like AU and Rice are more of a top two. So that should be really interesting to um, see where he ends up. And if he uh, ends up joining us, because he would be a great pickup and a guy that we could count on, you know, to come in you know, and take over after Danny leaves. All right, also, uh, I was told that you were actually at the uh, ESPN Rise Tournament. That was at Georgetown Prep. How was that? Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um, a lot of great teams, um, you know, a lot of top recruits in the country. Uh, the championship game, actually, was probably the best uh, basketball game I've ever seen in my life. You know, uh, one of the teams was down by, like, 15 with three and a half minutes, but we came back, tied it, went to overtime, and uh, ended up winning. It was, uh, it was a great game, a great tournament. There was actually a, a year target at it. Uh, power forward in the class of 2013, Marcus Bryan, uh, he has an offer from AU, and uh, he has a few other offers uh, besides AU, Gardner Webb, Army, and then UNCA. So, uh, and he, he played pretty well. I mean, compared to all the other guys, you know, the top 50, all top 25 recruits, he, he played pretty well. He held his own. So uh, he, he was actually, it was good to watch. I uh, could to catch up with him. All right, and also, um, when the news broke out, uh, I guess it was the the day, National Signing Day, Shabazz Muhammad chose UCLA, sort of staying a little local. Is he going to be the guy? Obviously, he's a one-and-done player, but is he going to be someone that is going to resurrect the Bruins and lead them back to deep into the NCAA? Actually, not even deep, just back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, well, not just him, but they have a really good recruiting class coming in. Uh, him, Jordan Adams, a guy named Kyle Anderson, and uh, UCLA actually might pick up another uh, top 25 guy in uh, Alice Ford, Tony Parker, but yeah, Shabazz, he's, he's an incredible player. He's going to be a guy who's going to average, you know, at least 15 points a game. And as a, you know, as a freshman, that, that's a lot, you know. Austin Rivers is one of the few guys who I can think of who's done that recently. So, especially on you know, the Pac-12, not that strong of a conference. I would definitely pick UCLA to win that conference and then, you know, make a decent one, you know. I think a Sweet 15 run in UCLA's future is very possible with the recruiting class they have coming in. Who is your, out of the guys in your top 10, who is the dark horse that most people overlook, underlook, or mostly are people that don't really see as a lot of potential, but you think has potential to be a good player? Thank you. 
James Suleiman. He's a guy I had to do next year. I think he's definitely going to be a player to watch. He's really going to help uh, the Blue Devils after Austin Rivers departed. All right, he's got our recruiting inside scoop. Go to recruitingspotlight.wordpress.com to get more information on this new class of college basketball stars that will hopefully make the NBA. I guess they will. I mean, I'm pretty sure the majority of them will be one and dones. But, uh, Josh Flynn, thanks for joining us on Fanatic Radio. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, with that, we will take a commercial-slash-music break. When we come back, we'll talk some NFL rumors, some NBA talk as well. And Pat Summit finally hangs up the whistle for the final time. But stay uh, stay with us. You are listening to Fanatic Radio here on blogtalkradio.com.
Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the sky
as we enter. Come look at the one of the biggest adventure. Must be the picture that you ever thought you could touch our credentials. What's the initials? You be jam rock the lyrical officials. Send out the order, laws and the rituals. Burn candles, say prayers, paint mirrors. It is truth, we big news, we hood heroes. For us to anchor, we come to bunker. On a bad man, we not play Willy Wonka. And I got the guns, I got the ganja. And we can blaze it up on your block if you wanna. Or haze it up, stash box in a hummer. Or you can run up and get done up. Or get something that you want none of. Unlimited amount to collect from us. Direct from us, shoot intellectual. And I'm shrewd about decimals. And my man to speak patois. And I can speak rap star. Y'all feel me? Even if it's in Swahili. A body Ghani. Missouri Tana. Switch up the language. I move to Ghana. Salute and honor. Real revolution rhymers. Written piranhas. Like two Obamas. Unfold the drum. Word is out. Hysteria you heard about. Now I've been to your gun. Can't turn it out. Body the verse until I scream murder out. The king's back. Time to turn the crown. Who won it? Tuck your chain with you. Come and renegade. And appeal your back like new money. Let your juice on it. You don't want to lose on it. Either move on or move on it. Contract with you and govern the kingdom Rise up the wisdom I can see the fear up in your eyes Realize you could die in the instant I can hear the sound of your voice And you must lose your life like mice in the kitchen Snitching I can see him pissing on himself And he wetting up his thighs And he trying to resist it Switching I can tell him digging up shit like I'm like I'm around and keep persisting That's how you end up in a hit You know about my business No evidence Rhyme seems fingerprintless Slow effortless Casual like the weekend No pressure when We're comfy and decent Set this off decent Hunting season And frankly speaking Word is out, it's area you heard about Now I've been to the gun, can't turn it out Body the verse until they scream murder out The king's back, time to return the crown Who won it? Tuck your chain with you coming Renegades and appeal your back like new hunters Let your shoes on it, you don't wanna lose on it Either move on or move on it Word is out, it's area you heard about Now I've been to the gun, can't turn it out Body the verse until they scream murder out The king's back, time to return the crown Who won it? Tuck your chain with you coming Renegades and appeal your back like new hunters Let your shoes on it, you don't wanna lose on it at Howard and I'm like, oh, they're done. Look at Hedo. He's out too. He's a big factor. He can handle the ball like Lamar Odom could on the Lakers. He yeah, is, he he's a, a very underrated years. playmaker. I remember him from the that 09 Ma- Magic Lakers final, finals matchup. Yeah. I hated when Hedo would get the ball because he could always create something for Rashard Lewis, a Dwight Howard, Jameer Nelson, three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I also yeah. I'm actually really mad that he did this because not only does it affect there's a certain number of people it affects. One, it's or his team because they're ultimately going to get knocked out of the playoffs because of it. Mm-hmm. Two, Stan Van Gundy because if they lose, he'll probably end up getting fired at the end of the year. 
That's unfair. Really, you think that's, so? Yeah, that's unfair for him, but it probably mm. will happen. It probably will happen. Uh, three is uh, randomly, but Adidas, because not, now not having him in the Olympics and in the NBA playoffs, you're ultimately losing the exposure of one of your top endorsers. That's true. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski and, the, and Jerry Colangelo of the U.S. Olympic team, because I guess other than Tyson Chandler, who's the only true center on that team, Team USA has no center. I guess. Seven, yeah, we don't know what the full rosters are yet, but... Yeah, because I heard Kevin Love, but he's a power forward. Yeah. So, team, so the USA team, so now um, it affects the, all the other European teams that are gunning for us now because now I know, hey, we have... Where is Bismack Bayamba from? What team does he play he, for? Somebody, what is it, the Congo? <laughs> team who? Congo. Wait, hold on. The true center. That man is, I think he's on the Bobcats. Yeah. He, he, I'd say he's, he's their only hope. If he could get together a game with a of a jump shot, kind of like LaMarcus Aldridge. I think Aldridge, with, with, Aldridge with, is on the USA team, too, but he's out with injuries. Yeah, <laughs> that, that killed my fantasy team. And Stephen Curry. Can we yeah. talk, Stephen Curry? Can we talk the Warriors? I feel like they're not talked about enough. Well, they're not but, very good. <laughs> they're not very good right not now. They used to be. But, but look what they have coming back. Do you, you see their, their rookies, uh, Clay Thompson, yeah. stepping up. They have Nate Robinson coming off the bench. You, you're going to have Stephen Curry, Nate Robinson, all these rookies, Andrew Bogut, David Lee. That could wreak havoc. Throughout the West, no one talks about them. But again, they're all young. Them. They're all young. They are, you mentioned like three rookies. They're not. They'll play like the Thunder did their first good season, at best. They're not. But you know that doesn't scare you. Yeah, it scares me a little bit. But the Thunder aren't what they were before. I mean, the Thunder is still ten times better. You know, because now yeah. the Thunder have grown. Mm. I just want to see what Durant can do in the playoffs. I need to see. You'll do a lot. How's he? How's he gonna, Onto physical defense from some of the league's best defenders. You'll probably just get fouled, and then go to the line a lot, because mm-hmm. they they'll just call the playoffs really tightly. No, that that's not what the playoffs are known for. Those they tell they tell the players don't expect any call in the playoffs. You think these, that these men are playing to win, they're, and they're going to play as physical as they need if they really want it. <laughs> Look at look at basketball lately. Look at have you seen any games? Recently? Yeah, I watched a pretty physical game last night. Yo, yeah, can we talk about that? Can we talk about the freaking Miami Miami uh, Chicago well, game? Yeah, Dwayne Wade getting away with we, that shove. That was that, oh my god. How did they? Him and LeBron. Be- him and LeBron should have been out of the game by like halfway through the third yeah, quarter. I agree. Oh, so we have a little, have a little under 20 seconds to go on the, the the actual live show, but if you go to iTunes.com uh, and Fanatic Radio on the podcast, you can actually get all the exclusive content. We actually have another a, a special caller. You are now on Fanatic Radio. What's on your mind? Hi. This is Dee Dee. Dee Dee. Dee how are you doing this afternoon? How's your Friday been? Isn't it great? We have the best analysts in the country. ESPN can't hang with us. We can't. We're still can't How are you guys? Shit. We're doing, we're doing, doing all right. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, okay. You, yeah, you're a New Jersey Nets fan. Uh, I have, I have no positive things to say about that team, but 
<laughs> Could they get any better next year? <laughs> I believe they can. Wait, you're going to have to Dude, yeah, do you okay. think the Brooklyn Nets next year could get Dwight Howard? I know, just keep talking. We're still record we're still recording. Oh, okay. It's the beauty that's the beauty of this show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we got everyone here in the <laughs> studio. Uh Russ. Um we were actually we were actually uh I don't know, not off the air, but some technical problems went on. Uh for the final thoughts of the show, can you recap why you think the Lakers are good this year, or how they got the good this year? They're all in, in, in a nutshell. They're all there mentally now. Powell feels secure. Bynum is playing amazing. Kobe is well rested. He's gonna get in his playoff zone tonight. He's gonna be looking for a shot. Don't be surprised if he goes for forty tonight. That's all I need to say. And so, you think Kobe's going for forty? Right. So you feel like he's the MVP? You think he'll win the MVP? No. Nope. Who's your MVP candidate then? It should definitely be Tony Parker. Tony Parker should win the MVP. Well, who's your I MVP? Don't know if he will. Well, I'm not certain. I need to uh, take a look, so uh, I'll take a pass for now. Sanjo. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with KD. Kate, yeah, that's the thing. It's either for me, it's either Kevin Durant. But when you I, look, when you look I was at him, though, say Rajon Rondo should be in the talks actually, as well. Actually, you know who I'm gonna say? LeBron James. Uh, I'll be that guy. He'll be that guy. Uh, I bet you. Yeah. No, that's nah. the, that's the correct thing to say. Yeah. That is the. I just took a look at the stats. That's the media MVP. Least, but what? But what are the standards for MVP? Is it about stats or is it about how you are the most valuable player on, on the, the team? team? Exactly. Oh, yeah, but you could. You There's could a huge difference. For both. There's a huge difference, though. Yeah, because yeah. last well, year, I don't think... Well, if you the most valuable to the team, that he gave it to Kevin Love. That's valuable. Exactly. That's yes, that, true. that's true, but his team is not good. Also, Rubio, when he left, yeah, they Ricky. still were horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I personally think... I hope it goes to um, Rajon Rondo, because I feel like with with a good team... Because, of course, all these all these awards are rigged because they all just look at the best record. They, yeah. do, that for, they do that for the Heisman. They do that for the Naismith Award. They do that for MVPs. Obviously, look at the Packers this year. Aaron Rodgers, no offense to you, Flo, but Aaron Rodgers was a good quarterback. But Drew Brees did go off. He was more than a good quarterback. He's a great, yeah, he, he was yeah. a great quarterback as well. But Rajon Rondo, he is going, trying to break a record for most double-digit assists. He basically helped. This is a guy that was going to get traded earlier this year. Basically pulled this team up and made them – you know, a contending team is their fourth, fourth in the East. But that's all the time we have on this week's ish, uh, episode of Fanatic Radio. Join us next week as we'll break down more of the NBA playoffs when it'll officially begin. I think that's Saturday, twenty-eight. That's right. Uh, Flo and I will bring you NFL draft coverage. We'll be live in New York on the twenty-sixth, and we'll be back the twenty-seventh to uh, break down that first round and everything else. But um, any final thoughts, Flo? Look out for Kobe tonight. Look out for Dirk and the Dallas Mavericks as well. <laughs> so for all our special guests on the show, we have Colin Reynolds, Josh Fling, Russell Heim, Alfonso Santorino, all the callers. Sanj. Everyone, <laughs> every, everyone that called in, um, this is Ben Flunk. I'm Michael Gardner saying so long. We'll see you next time. 
Look at the podcast on iTunes. Stay classy, San Diego. We'll see it. We will see you.